0: How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I am the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I am your host, Anthony Garcia, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on this show. I'm excited to have you listening to this show. Um, I guess I don't have anyone on the show today. It's my inaugural introduction show. So I want to, one, say thank you for listening. to, welcome you to my audience of people who are listening to my show. This is my very first podcast show, my first experience with podcast. So in that area, you could say I'm a rookie, novice, newbie. However, this show is titled about something that I have an expertise in. The show is called Catapulting Commissions. It's designed to teach you to raise and increase your average commission, or if you're a sales leader, increase the average commission of the people around you. The other thing this show is going to help with and we're going to tackle on is how to retain a sales force in today's modern era. Because the tools and strategies for sales retention that worked many years ago, aren't working today. It's a really ugly stats. According to the U.S. Labor Board, the amount of people who are sales professionals who will leave their company within the first two years is staggering. And I'm not going to tell you the percentage today. You can go on to catapultingcommissions.com. I got a free video course that dives into that. But it's concerning. We're going to tackle that topic as well on this show. Now, the purpose of today's show is to give you some really high-level introductions to why I created the show, who am I, and what you need to know about me or don't want to know about me. We'll talk about the flow of the show, including some of the upcoming guests. And the last thing we're going to talk about is complacent sales syndrome. And you may ask what that is, and I'll elaborate more on that. And uh, we'll wrap up our today's show, or wrap up our show today. So, first, why did I create this show? Well, I think professional sales, and when I say professional sales, I'm describing you as a listener who makes all or almost all of your income from sales. So what I mean is you're either a commission-only sales professional or you're a sales professional with a salary, but majority of your income comes from your commission. That's professional sales you as a professional sales, you get compensated by every time you drive revenue and somebody says yes on the other end. Now, who you sell and how you sell, man, that could be a whole nother podcast or a whole nother episode. But let's identify professional sales. You generate income for a company or yourself and you get compensated for the income you generate. Pretty simple. You're a professional salesperson. Whether you're good or not, well, you know, that's for interpretation. But In the 18 years I've been involved in professional sales, I have learned a few things, forgot a few things, and have spent an incredible amount of time and money trying to perfect this craft of salesmanship. And that's what I'm going to bring back to the show, and that's what I contributed back into my best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. You can get that right now on Amazon.com, or you can head over to CatapultingCommissions.com and find a copy of the book there. However, It's not about the book today. In this pursuit of perfection of salesmanship, I recently went and started listening to several podcasts, listening to uh, several video vlogs, watching several YouTube videos. And one of the things that was really frustrating or eye opening for me is the amount of perfection that sales coaches or sales trainers explain or demonstrate. You know, it's 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 mind blowing because it's not accurate because salesmanship isn't perfection. It's dirty. It's ugly. There's good times. There's bad times. One thing that you'll get with this show is 100 percent authentic feedback, authentic messaging. I may mess up. I will not curse. because I don't want to change the rating on my show, but I may mess up and cough, sneeze. You're just going to hear it all. This is me, who I am. The guests I bring on the show, we'll try to give them the best format, but they're authentic guests with authentic backgrounds. And the one thing you won't find on this show is someone who's preaching what they don't practice. That's my pet peeve. And that became my pet peeve in my pursuit of looking for a good sales podcast or coaching podcast or mentoring podcast. There are some great ones out there, but there are some that I really just couldn't get into no matter how hard I tried. Because at the end of the day, I want to talk or hear from somebody who is engaged in the moment. And if you're not in the moment, if you're no longer in sales no more or you're no longer in leadership or you're no longer in entrepreneurship, the people you have on your show still better be involved and engaged and talk about real world tactics. A good friend and colleague of mine runs a phenomenal show, and he says he shares stuff on his podcast that others charge for, because that's the amount of value he wants to bring, and that's something that I'm going to try to emulate with this show, is give you a lot of great value that others would charge for. So that's why I created the show. I just think there was a missing void from people who are actively involved in sales coaching about sales. Now, what I will not do on this show, let's get that straight, I'm not going to coach you on basic sales strategies, I'm not going to talk about rapport building. I'm not going to talk about cold calling. I'm not going to talk about pounding pavement. I'm not going to talk about negotiations, right? A lot of that stuff, if my guest brings it up, we'll go down that route. But this is truly designed for three objectives. One, we're going to tackle how do you get the most out of your sales force today? This is specifically for you as a sales leader or a sales manager. You have a team of salespeople. How do you get the most out of them? That's one subject we're going to be tackling with the show. Another subject, how do you retain your sales force today? And the third part we're going to tackle is, how do you ensure your commissions are always going in an upward trajectory? And the answer is not what you think. And we'll discuss that more as we go through the show. A little bit about myself. As I've said, I've been involved in this industry for nearly 18 years. I currently manage a high-performing team of sales professionals, and I say a high-performing team of sales professionals in the aspect of nearly everyone, 90, 95% of the people that report directly to me are six-figure and above sales professionals. So when I say high-performing, it's high-performing, high-pressure, high-negotiation. I would even argue high-stress. That's what I currently do right now. Um, I work in the medical device industry. I manage that team in that industry. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. I've spent, I've been doing that for nearly the past eight years in either a leadership or individual contributor role. I also spent the four years before that in business to business sales. And six years before that, I was in direct sales, selling high-end kitchen cutlery. So I've been selling in three different industries. I'm really excited to say this. I never missed an individual quota in any of the industries I've been in which I think it's 10 or 11 years of individual contribution without the management role that I didn't miss quota. That's pretty exciting. There's not a trophy for that, but in my mind, I like to share that. Um, I'm married with a beautiful wife, phenomenal family. Um, I have a co captain of the home. I don't even know if co captain. He's the leader of the home. We have a English bulldog named Olaf. You can probably see pictures of him on my Instagram. Um, Yeah. And as we go through the show, you'll learn more about me, my style, my flow, what I care about. You know, I'm a diehard sports fan. I'm a diehard Los Angeles sports fan. I do live in the West Coast. I do live in California. I'm a diehard Los Angeles Dodgers fan. I'm sure I lost some fans from San Francisco. Uh, uh, I'm a diehard Los Angeles Lakers fan, which means I probably lost some fans from the Boston Celtics. Right. And those two teams, you know, you come from L.A., you get it. It's like the norm. You like the Dodgers. You like the Lakers. People have come to learn to accept it. Don't judge me. What I'm about to share with you is a little embarrassing right now, but it's who I am, and I want you to know about me. I am the one, the few, I don't say the one because there's a few of us, but I am a proud season ticket holder, diehard loyalist of the Los Angeles Chargers in the NFL. That is my team. It has been my team for quite some time. And uh, for somebody who really loves winning, such as myself, you know, the Lakers won a lot. The Dodgers have won a lot, at least when I was a kid. You know, haven't won a World Series lately. But the Chargers, holy, holy man. Wow. 1995, I think it was the last time they were in the Super Bowl. And they got crushed by that other team in San Francisco. And uh, they've never won a Super Bowl champion. So, uh, yeah, it's a lonely world being a Chargers fan. But that's me. That's who I am. You can learn all about me. You can jump and find me on any one of my social media. Uh, my hashtag or my handle is Anthony P. Garcia, 99. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you do go on Twitter, it's Anthony P. Garcia. Eliminate the 99. Uh, apparently, it's, it's too many uh, digits for Twitter. The flow of this show is going to go something like this. <clears throat> it's going to be a combination of topics and interviews. Some of the topics that we're going to discuss from this show are going to come from my best-selling book, which is called Catapulting Commissions, Achieve Your Next Sales Goal. The whole idea behind the book is to teach you, as the listener, how to achieve your very next sales goal. It's not designed to teach you the strategies and negotiations. There's a lot of great books for that. But there is a mental approach required to be phenomenal in sales and in sales leadership. And if you don't have that mental approach down, you're not going to hit it. And that's what Catapulting Commissions, uh, that's what the book goes through. Um, I've had a few colleagues have taken a look at it. I've had some people who re- who have read it ahead of launch. And some of the feedback has been, you know, this is something that a sales leader, or a sales manager needs to have his team read. Because it's not about how to get past no, how to get past the geek keeper, how to cold call, how to pound pavement. There's a lot of people who teach that. It's about how to get into the mental approach and the correct mental space to achieve that. So we're gonna discuss several topics within catapulting commissions. We're also gonna dive into one of my favorites, retention. How do you retain a sales force in today's modern age? Now, this is ironic. I've had Salesforce, I've had people who work for me, who've been loyal to me through thick and thin. And I've had experience where, you know, it seemed hard to retain somebody. So it became a mission of mine that I was going to figure this thing out. I was going to interview as many people as possible. I was going to research as much as possible. And I was going to implement some strategies in my leadership role, whether it's my current one or some of my previous leadership roles. And we're going to discuss and dive into that as well. And the last one, well, some of the topics we'll discuss is how to increase the overall, tra- the overall trajectory of your commissions. You want these things going upwards. Nobody wants their commissions going downwards. And uh, we'll talk about how to avoid those peaks and valleys. Some people call it feast or famine. Uh, I call it the commission pendulum, right? You've been there. I've been there. Some months, some years, you're a hero. I mean, you are making money hand over fist, and you can't believe your job is that easy. And there's other months and there's other years where, holy wow, you are questioning your sanity. Why am I in sales and why am I still here? And a little secret about that, that pendulum swing of commissions without the proper mental attitude is probably the reason that salespeople have one of the highest turnovers of all professions in the country. Think about that. As a sales professional, you have the highest turnover rate out of any industry, out of any profession. I'm sorry, not out of industry, out of any profession. Salespeople have the highest turnover rate. That commission pendulum, that pressure, that high-stress environment, it's not for everyone. So you'll have some. But I think the number is higher than it should be. And the truth is is I don't think there's a mental uh, approach or a correct mental coaching that is is preventing that from happening. And we'll discuss that as well. While we're not discussing topics or having those candid conversations, I'm going to be interviewing some of the world's most respected sales professionals and entrepreneurs. And we're going to find out what these individuals did to achieve the great results they currently have. How did they overcome a time when they were feeling complacent? And what do they currently do to put themselves in the correct mental state to achieve greatness? And my favorite, if anybody we have on this show has an organization, has people that report to them, manages a team, owns their company, you best believe I'm going to pick their brain about what they're doing to retain those people. And we're going to learn about it together throughout this show. The phrase, complacent sales syndrome. We're going to talk about that. You might ask, Anthony, what the heck is complacent sales syndrome? I've never read about it. Never heard it. Heck, I've never even seen it mentioned on on social media, because if it's on social media, it's the truth. Well, let me tell you about complacent sales syndrome. Complacent sales syndrome is when a trained sales professional no longer performs at maximum potential and accepts results that are good enough to cover the basic necessities of life. Let's think about that. A trained sales professional no longer performing at maximum potential. Why does that happen? How does that happen? It may be happening to you. It may be happening to people that you manage or people that report to you. Why do people stop putting in that maximum potential? It comes in the phrase of, I'll be okay. Hey, man, I'm just trying to cover my bills. I'm not trying to get rich, just trying to get the bare necessities of life. Something along those lines, right? It's a level of complacency that people develop, and it's a level of comfort that people develop. You see, the truth is complacent sales syndrome is comfortable sales syndrome. It means you no longer wanna be outside the box. You no longer wanna be uh, outside your comfort zone, right? When I interview sales professionals to work for me, and I say, you know, you have an opportunity to have a six-figure income, the moment I say yes to you coming on my team, I want to let you know, to be successful in this industry, just like any industry, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you're not comfortable being uncomfortable, unfortunately, high performance sales might not be the role for you today. Not forever, but today. And that complacent sales um, syndrome, it happens when people lose that desire to step outside their comfort box. They lose the desire to handle the demands of being a top performer. You know, a good friend of mine had a phenomenal sales year. I mean, extremely high income, top 1%, top one-tenth of a percent of income earners in the U.S. and one of his best sales years for an organization he worked. And I remember a conversation we had, and one of the things he said was, the closer I got to seven figures in income for the year, Anthony, the more frustrating and more angry and more demanding and the least amount of fun I was having with this industry. And I thought about that for a second. And I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? You're making money hand over fist and you're not having fun? And he says, the demands of being a top performer are so great that sometimes people don't want them. And I thought about that. And then a few years later, I found myself in a similar position where I was Competing and in in contention for a top spot in an organization, I was making the highest amount of income I've ever made, and not by a not by a short margin, by a long shot. And I remember as we were coming down to the fourth quarter, I came home one day in the afternoon. I sat down on my couch and I just got emotional. I wasn't crying out loud, but I just felt this stress. I just got home from a long day. I had a very successful sales day. I made good money that day. And all I could think about was I had to get up at 4 a.m. and do it all over again. And all I wanted to do was sleep in. All I wanted to do was just relax. And it was so, such a mental grind just to continue going to because then at that moment, those fears of doubt came in and the complacent sales syndrome sat in at that exact moment. I thought to myself, I've exceeded my quota. I've made more than enough money to pay my bills. I've added more than enough money in savings. I've, paid, I've made enough money where I didn't have credit card debt. Heck, I was doing okay. I could have probably taken the last two months of the sales contest off, still finished top 10, and would have been all right, would have been recognized and received accolades and all that other good stuff. And you know what? I'm so thankful I experienced that. Because I remember getting up in the morning and saying, if I quit on myself today, when it's great, I'm going to quit on myself when it's easy. And I stand true to that because it wasn't but a few years later, I was on the opposite end. I got into a new leadership role. I managed the sales team and we finished last place of last place in the sales contest. My income was the lowest in nearly 10 years. And uh, there was times I questioned my sanity. And no matter what I did or what I tried to do to overcome it, it was just, you know, Gary V talks about jab, jab, hook. I was more like haymaker, 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 boom, low blow to the gut. It was just, it never ended. And, you know, with all honesty, was there times that quitting came to mind? Probably. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, there was. But that's all it was, a thought in the mind. Because at the end of the day, It was grit. It was the desire to pursue and push forward. And it was the fact I had people counting on me to provide. Whether they worked for me, they counted on me to provide leadership in a time of desperation. Whether, I'm going to say they, but that's not accurate. My wife is married to me. She counted on me to provide income, stability. I had mouths to feed. Income stability. And at that moment, I was on the opposite end. I went from the highest of high to the lowest of low. And in the entire time, I realized the moment I become complacent and accept the results for what they are, it becomes easy to quit on the results. So, complacent sales syndrome is when people get comfortable in the role and get comfortable with no longer having to be uncomfortable. And if that's the role you want or that's the lifestyle you want, that's great. But to be a top performing sales professional, to be a top performing sales leader, I think it requires a little bit more. I think it requires some grit. I once had a, I once had a, a sales manager that said top sales professionals have swagger. I thought about swagger. What do you mean swagger? And what she mentioned was it wasn't about the swagger of the clothes, the watch, the shoes, the car. It was a swagger of confidence that they knew they could achieve top results. But it was the swagger of hard work that really stuck with me and is what she talked about. It was the swagger of long days, early mornings, middle of the night waking up thinking about your sales number. That's the type of swagger she was talking about. And what I realized as I advanced in my career, it was just a badge of honor. I know some very successful sales leaders that manage large organizations, that manage sales teams that, you know, if the sales team does well, it directly impacts the numbers Wall Street supports for these companies. And each one of these sales leaders I know, they have a swagger to them that comes with work, hard work. Well, as a sales professional, when you're out in the field, or if you're in management and you're managing a team that goes out in the field, they have to see that swagger. They have to see you deliver that swagger. So complacent sales syndrome, only happens when you allow yourself to get comfortable with the idea you no longer have to be uncomfortable. And if you're a sales leader, the team you manage develops complacent sales syndrome when you allow them to think it's okay to no longer have to get uncomfortable in their current role. That's the truth. That's 100% the meat and potatoes of, of complacent sales syndrome. You know what's funny about that is I don't even like potatoes, but that's the truth. So we're going to spend some time talking about complacent sales syndrome throughout today. All right, well, we're wrapping up today, but throughout this show and uh, throughout some of the interviews with the guests, we'll talk about that. So just to give you a recap on today's show, I'm Anthony Garcia. You can find me at Anthony P Garcia 99 I created this show. Essentially, it's for salespeople, for sales leaders, by salespeople, by sales leaders. And what I mean by that is I'm doing exactly what you're doing today. Had a long day, made some phone calls, talked to customers, got yelled at, had a no sale, someone told you no, got a manager that was frustrated at you, your sales team didn't perform, your customer said no, or your customer chose a competitor. I deal with all of that on a daily basis. So I'm right in the trenches with you. So it's just the idea of being in the trenches and sharing some honest, candid feedback and interviewing some phenomenal people to provide some value to you, my listener of Catapulting Commissions. So I need you to do me a favor here. I appreciate you joining me today. If you're listening on this show on iTunes, Spotify, any any podcast um, player, do me a favor, click subscribe. Click click subscribe, and I'm going to ask for this. Give me 5 episodes. Click subscribe. Listen to me for 5 episodes. If after the 5th episode you find no value in what we're doing today, you know what? Click unsubscribe. I don't blame you. But I'm going to ask. Listen to 5 episodes. We'll work through some things and we'll talk about what we're going to uncover in some of these in these 5 episodes. Okay? Also, as you subscribe to the show, find me on Instagram. It's Anthony P Garcia 99. You will find me on Instagram. Connect with me. You'll find some daily motivation. You'll find some, uh, some information about the Catapulting Commissions book, which you can get online at catapultingcommissions.com. Uh, you'll find a lot of different valuable resource through social media. So, again, connect with me at AnthonyPGarcia99. Now, thanks for joining me today. I asked you for five episodes, and I'm going to give you an idea of what we'll uncover in those five episodes. We're going to spend some time talking about the concepts and the content of my future and I say my future cuz as of today the book is about to launch but it is going to be a future international best selling book catapulting commissions achieve your next sales goal. We'll spend we'll dedicate a few episodes to talk about the content of that. It's going to be a three-part mini series. And then after that I will have Olympic medalist I will have top-performing CEOs from companies you may or may not know? I will have the number one sales rep at one of the biggest software companies in the world on the show. I'll have sales leaders that have built 200, 300, $1 billion sales organizations on this show. I assure you, you'll find some value in the first five shows, and you'll continue with that subscription. Other than that, guys, I'm really excited to have you here. I look forward to growing together on this show and uh, I'll see you on the next one. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way, you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best selling book to one person who tags me at AnthonyPGarcia99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.